What is up, everybody? This is Alex, and you are listening to the American Toffee Podcast. Hope everyone had a fantastic week. Just finished up um, the Everton versus Valencia preseason match at home. It was the last preseason match, 7 of 7. Um, as most of you are aware, preseason hasn't gone uh, as planned, I would say. Um, but good news is we have seven days to figure it out before you know, things get real serious. So the first half, Marco Silva definitely started out with what you would call a full-strength lineup for who we have on the books, um, other than, you know, Pickford. So Stecklenburg started in goal. Pickford just came back yesterday. Um, I think a lot of us would have liked to see him um, play a couple minutes, but that's understandable. It's all good. Uh, back line was Coleman, Keane, Jags, and Baines. Uh, midfield, Schneiderlin, Ghana, Sigurdsson, and then front three of uh, Jenk Tosin, Theo Walcott, and Richarlison. And might I say that uh, that front three is a pretty scary front three. I'm feeling good about it. So first half started off by conceding a goal within, I think, six minutes, which is almost customary at this point. It's very annoying, um, you know. Jank Tosin scored on a very tight angle to tie it up. We then go down again. A free header in the box. It's super annoying. Jags and Keen nowhere to be found in terms of defending. It almost looked like if you watch the replay of the goal, Valencia's second goal, it looked like Jagielka um, tried to mark Schneiderlin's run, uh, which is really ironic. Um, then... Gilfie Sigurdsson had a nice free kick into the area, or sorry, corner, and uh, Michael Keane headed in for the second goal, so 2-2, and then in the third, I mean, excuse me, second half, Valencia scores another pretty good goal for them, but poor defensively, Um, and the friendly ended 3-2, so as far as the defense is concerned, um, Baines and Coleman looked good, Digne came on for the second half, Um, he looked very good for sure. It's you can kind of tell this preseason that Bane's legs are, are are really sluggish nowadays. I mean, I think he turns thirty four very soon, so that's you know that's the problem. I think uh, I think Baines is going to start the start the season, and I think maybe after two, three, four matches is when Dinier will start over him. Um, but, you know, it's really sad to think about. But at the same time, it's kind of necessary at this point. He's just slowing down quite a bit, you know. We know we can't rely on him to start 38 matches this season just due to age and whatnot. So it should be good. Dino looked lively. Um, midfield, Schneiderlin and Ghana actually looked, actually looked pretty good. Um, Ghana specifically, I'd say he was one of the standout performers for sure. He definitely looks more fit than he did... Uh, I think it was last weekend. Um, he put in some good tackles, stuff like that. Schneiderlin, his positioning was pretty good. Um, it's still weird seeing him wear the number 18. That's kind of throwing me off a little bit, but we'll get there. Sigurdsson, he was kind of off of it a little bit. I mean, positioning, good as always. You know, he's never been pacey. But his passing was a little errant. Um, again, that just comes with the fact that, you know, he had an extended break, so, you know, he has to get his fitness up, his, you know, his mind right, that sort of thing. 
So I think it'll be good in time. Richarlison, Walcott, and Jenk Tosin all looked very good up front, I thought. Um, Richarlison looks very strong for his size. Um, he can hold the ball up well. Obviously, he's pretty pacey. I thought he was looked a little slow today, but um, you know, I would assume that Marcus Silva's been putting them through pretty intense training on top of games coming up really quickly. Hopefully the idea would be to kind of tone it down a little bit towards the end of this week so that they feel much more fresh for the opening match against Wolves on Saturday. Um, so yeah, I thought they looked good. Let's see. Um, in the second half, and I know this is all over the place, I apologize. In the second half, um, Tom Davies came on. Uh, let's see, Adam Lookman came on. His body language was really poor. I know the commentators mentioned it. A lot of people over on the subreddit mentioned it. He did not look like he wants to be there. Um, My personal opinion on Lookman, you know, there have been rumors that he has a pretty bad attitude, and I think it's really apparent after today. You know, during his warm-ups, his head was down, that sort of thing. He comes on. He didn't really look like he wanted the ball. He definitely didn't look like he wanted to be there. Um, his positioning was off. So, you know, my opinion has always been, if a player doesn't want to be here, let him go. Um, the last thing we need is some bad attitudes in the locker room. Morales left as of, I think, last night or this morning. I believe it was this morning. Um, so he'll be over at Fiorentina uh, on a season-long loan pending his medical, which I would assume he'll pass. Um but with Morales gone, you know, in my opinion, we can probably double what we paid for Lookman if we sell him to Leipzig. They want him. He wants to be there. I don't want him at Everton if he doesn't want to be here. Um, there are other players that can get minutes uh, up front, you know, and well, yes, I think he's going to be a, a big talent. Um, you got to look at the fact that, A, we have so many other young players that have just as much potential as he does. Um B, you look at the signing in Richarlison, who someone quoted he's only about four or five months older than Lookman. Um, I personally did not uh, fact check that, but I know they're pretty much about the same age. And you look at the difference in quality, and it's literally astounding. Um, so with that, you know, you've got to feel confident. you got to feel good about it. Calvert-Lewin got a couple minutes, although he came on for, you know, three, four minutes, and he got uh, a ball straight to the face. did not look good, so hopefully he's okay after that. But, you know, glad to see that he's getting some minutes back on the pitch prior to the season starting. I know he had that lingering, like, lower back issue. I think someone said, like, it was a stress stress fracture maybe. Um, So I'm really hoping to see him uh, contribute kind of like he did last season. He had quite a bit of goals and assists. Obviously, he played a lot more than anyone expected him to, but that's beside the point. Um, let's see. Sandro came on for Theo Walcott on the right-hand side. Um, he didn't do a whole lot, but again, it looks like Marco Silva favors him. Um, I don't think anyone's going to complain about that. I think Sandro is like 22, 23. He's still really young, uh, <laughs> uh, regardless of his uh, receding hairline, but um. I still think there's a player in there. I'm hoping that he will stay this season, get some minutes off the bench, some pretty healthy minutes off the bench. Um, I know he's got a pretty good cross on him, that's for sure. Technical ability, obviously, there. Over preseason, he showed a fantastic work rate, which is obviously a huge positive for Evertonians across the world. So 
hope to see him do well. Last couple minutes, uh, Kieran Dowell came on. Um, not much, you, you know, he could have done there. I think overall it was a good performance. I know a lot of people are going to have issues with that statement. But here's what I will say, right? Number one, we show we can score some goals, right? We had one from open play, fantastic finish from Jenk Tosin leading up to that. Um, Walcott danced through a couple of guys, you know, made a good run after laying the ball off. Uh, furthermore, um, scored, you know, another goal off a set piece. Michael Keane, I think the big, it was really important that Michael Keane scored that goal. I think he really, really needs some confidence, you know. So that's going to be important as well. I still think that he can... Um, you know, regain confidence, regain some form, and become the starting center back that we really needed him to be. It's just going to take a little bit more time. It's going to take some good results for the entire squad because you can see confidence is not very high regardless. Um, You know, they're going to continue learning the system. They're going to continue to get a little more fit. So that was good. Furthermore, um, another reason why I think it was a good performance um, was because, you know, they are showing that um, they're understanding Silva's system a little bit better. Well, let me rephrase that, a lot better. Um, you know, barring some of the substitutes, you know, specifically Lookman, you know, Sandro, switching up the flanks, that sort of thing. Positioning was good. There was good understanding. There was a really good understanding between um, Baines and Richarlison, and then pretty decent understanding between Digne and Richarlison. But again, um, if you watch the match... Well, if you did not watch the match um, in the second half when Dina came on, we really didn't have nearly as much as as much possession as we did in the first. So it was kind of harder to gauge that um, that partnership. But it looks really promising. Dina loves to get forward, which is what we need, specifically in Marco Silva's system. He has a pretty good amount of pace, which is good. So I think that'll be really promising. And then again, Sandro came on on the right right hand side. Um, Coleman stayed the entire match. Um, and you know, little off, but that, that just comes with time. Again, Sandra wasn't here last season, so they'll have to, uh, they'll have to, um, you know, form kind of a partnership and understanding. Again, it all comes with every single player trying to learn the, uh, the system. And, and, and then again, you have to form partnerships, partnerships with the people around you. So furthermore, or sorry, last point, um, a lot of the guys got more minutes than we have seen them get in other preseason matches. A lot of them, um, you know, in a lot of these matches, he just switched up almost the entire 11 between the two halves. Uh, I think Sandra has gotten a lot more minutes than most. Obviously, Stecklenberg has had, I think, all the keeper minutes throughout the seven uh, friendlies. So it's good to see that your, your um, prospective starting 11, barring... Um, any more incomings, get, you know, more fitness, you know, regain some some confidence, get the ball rolling again, that sort of thing. So, you know, as mentioned, Morales is gone, which is a good sign. So off the top of my head, I'm going to try to recount everyone who's gone. So Robles is gone, right? Funes Mori left. Uh, Wayne Rooney's at DC United. I don't know if, uh, kind of a side note, but if anybody pays attention to um, MLS, DC United, or just kind of follow Wayne Rooney, you would have saw that uh, within the last week or so, he took a nasty elbow to the face, got five stitches, a broken nose, crazy bloody face. So that was um, not funny, but you know, saw it captioned, welcome to Major League Soccer, Wayne Rooney. So 
I know a lot. Uh, I saw one professional a good while ago talk about the fact that if you're a quote unquote big player coming to the league, a lot of the guys over there are going to target you. Which, you know, I think that's across all leagues, but it's a little more interesting in Major League Soccer. Um, I guess because, you know, if you're if you're not familiar with it, it's very much known to be physical, just like the Premier League. Um, so anyway, as a side note, so we had Joel Robles, Funes Mori, Wayne Rooney left. Um, let's see. Oh, Robinson, Anthony Robinson left on loan yesterday. Um, and he actually started their, um, their preseason match today. Who else? We have Morales left on loan to Fiorentina. Ashley Williams also left to go to, uh, where was it? Um, I forget now. I got a lot of stuff going on. I actually didn't make notes for this episode, unfortunately, so I apologize for the scatterbrain um, approach. Ashley Williams, oh, it was Stoke. That's right. Ashley Williams left for Stoke. Um, who else? I think that's all I've got off the top of my head. Oh, Davy Klassen left for Werder Bremen. Um, right, so I think Pennington is being linked for another loan move. I think top of the list right now is Leeds United. Um, apparently, Kuko Martina uh, and Vlasic were two out of four, the other two being Morales and Williams, that were told by Marco Silva to train away from the squad. Um, and notably, I, I know Vlasic didn't make the bench today. He didn't make the squad. And actually, you know what? I I don't think Martina did either, but don't quote me on that. I actually did not look for that. So it appears that Vlasic may be off. And honestly, he may be another just like Lookman that had, you know, a bad attitude. You think back to last season when he wasn't, when he, when he kind of got frozen out the first time within the first couple games, you know, his sister was tweeting all about it, how he deserves to be starting in blah, blah, blah. That's never a good look. Um, you know, he obviously has potential, good good control of the ball, good technical ability, that sort of thing. But um, I don't know that he was ever going to make it at Everton. So, you know, again, we have so many young guys coming through with a ton of potential that the good news is... Um, you know, we, we can afford to we can afford to have to move on some of these other younger guys, specifically with a poor attitude, because again, you know, it's just gonna be cancer within the locker room. It's not what they need. This season is very much about getting the system in place, um, getting rid of a lot of the dead wood, which in my opinion still needs, you know, I think we need to get rid of another three, four, five players. Um but yeah, so that was interesting. And, you know, I saw as far as um, links, transfers in. Obviously, a lot of rumors about Marcus Rojo from United. I think it's like 30-ish mil being quoted, which is definitely high. He's 28 or 29 years old, but, um, you know, my personal opinion, he pretty much walks into the starting 11. Furthermore, he kind of offers the bite that, you know, we'll miss in Funes Mori and we don't often have because Besic is not necessarily on the pitch. Um, I think it would be a good signing, maybe not for 30-ish mil, but, you know, if he comes and Everton decide to pay that much, you know, so be it. The only thing you can do is support him, and I think he adds quite a bit to the back line. Another ongoing link is Yeri Mina from Barcelona, 
Interestingly enough, there were rumors saying that his um, that personal terms have been agreed, and his uncle, who is also his agent, is demanding Barcelona sit down with Everton. Past that, Lucas Dina yesterday uh, talked to the press, and the press actually asked him specifically about Yerry Mina, and Lucas Dina said specifically he told him to come. So that's really exciting. I know some people are kind of iffy on Mina because of the fact that, you know, a lot of times you'll see players show out for the World Cup. They get a nice transfer, um, and, you know, all of a sudden you realize there are quite a few flaws. Um, he scored three goals, I think, in succession, three three straight games for Colombia. Um, he's six foot five, really big center back. Obviously strong, you know, decent jumping ability. So I think it would be a great signing as well. You know, we do miss the physicality of someone like Rojo or, you know, Yeri Mina. Um, so I'd be interested to see, you know, who we bring in. Some would argue we need more than one center back. Um, another, another side note, Mason Holgate was given the number two this week, which is huge um, because that shows how high up he is on Marco Silva's list. So I think that he is going to have a really big season. Honestly, he had a pretty big season last uh, last year. If y'all remember, uh, Holgate and Williams were the center back pairing. Um, I think it was around December or January that got us uh, either it was either five unbeaten or five clean sheets in a row. So um, I think he has a lot more to offer. He's more comfortable on the ball than than um, most center backs are. He's also a lot quicker than most center backs are, that's for sure. Um, obviously, he, ne- he needs to beef up some more, but that comes with, you know, with age, just a couple more seasons, um, training, that sort of thing. So, anyway, um, definitely need one or two more center backs in, and I still think we need a box-to-box mid- central midfielder as well. That's just the debacle I find us in because, you know, we have Sigurdsson, Schneiderlin, and Ghana, right? Schneiderlin will sit back, um, often dropping into a back three when we're in possession trying to move it out. Ghana kind of roams. He's pretty much considered the box-to-box currently. And then you have Sigurdsson, the number 10, who literally and figuratively sits um, further up the pitch, tries to distribute the ball in the tack. You know, in Marco Silva's system, you see that Gilfie Sigurdsson sits way further up than, you know, you might see. Like, he pushes, you know, he presses the back line just like a, a striker would. And, you know, Ghana, actually, honestly, if I had to give a man of the match, it would probably be Ghana today. But the predicament we find ourselves in is he can't play. I don't believe that he can play um, the role Schneiderlin's being asked to play, right? I don't think that he can he can adapt and sit in um, as a pure defensive midfielder, right? But in the role he's being asked to play currently, his passing ability is just not there. Um, you know, great short pass, all that good stuff. But his passing ability, uh, his his long passing ability, he's just not attack-minded at all. Um, now, we saw him today press forward a whole lot more. He made a couple good runs. I know he took a shot maybe the top of the box early in the first half. And so, you know, I think to myself, well, Sigurdsson's obviously staying at attacking midfield, right? And so, you know... 
I would rather replace Schneiderlin with a pure defensive midfielder with a better range of passing than I would replace Ghana because like I think Ghana offers something you're really going to be hard pressed to find elsewhere. You're going to lose a lot of defensive stability and and ball winning ability in the middle of the pitch if you replace Ghana, but I think that's a big question mark. Um, it's something that's been on my mind because, um, you know, again, I don't want to replace Ghana, but at the same time, he's kind of playing a role that doesn't suit him. And, you know, it you can tell by our lack of ability to, you know, sustain possession because this midfield three is really not built for that sort of uh, that sort of play. So I'm not sure. I guess it's going to be figured out. Um, I really appreciate you guys tuning in again. I know it's a little bit scatterbrained. I didn't write notes this time and it's a little bit shorter as well. Um, so thanks so much for tuning in next Saturday is the first match away at Wolves. I'm very excited for the, for the start of the season. I think that we're going to be pleasantly surprised again. You know, I think Margo Silva toward the end of the week is going to tone it down a little bit. So you'll see fresher legs. Um, you know, a couple of these guys that just came back from the world cup, specifically Sigurdsson, you know, He'll continue to get his match fitness back, that sort of thing. I think we're going to see, um, I think, I think we're going to see two signings this week. So mark my words. I don't think it's going to be one. I know it's at least going to be a center back, one center back, but I think we're going to see two signings this week, which will be good. As a reminder, the incoming transfers um, end or the window closes, um, I think it's Thursday night. Um I believe it's Thursday night, or maybe it's Friday night. I know it's Thursday night, um, you know, for the start of the season, but outgoing transfers can continue until August 31st. Um, and the other four big leagues, uh, Italy, France, Germany, Spain, um, you know, their transfer w- window is quote-unquote normal, so they can purchase players or loan players or whatever, whatever what have you until August 31st, so... I think main focus is going to be getting players in within the next uh, four or five days. And then from there, we'll see some outgoings, hopefully three, four, five players. Um, So anyway, again, thanks so much for tuning in. I'll definitely have another episode up next weekend, maybe Saturday, maybe Sunday, um, post Wolves away. Hopefully it goes as well as we want it to. And I'll see you then.